Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is false memory. Yes, we're going to be talking about the phenomena of having false memories. We're going to be able to distinguish real authentic memories from false memories. Before we start our discussion, let's go ahead on and go to the dictionary and define what the word memory means. It is defined as information stored in the mind from our past experiences. The ability to retain and recall past events or information in the mind. So now we are all on the same page. We know exactly what a memory is. So let's go ahead on and talk about some other facts about memory. Now, some people may think that memories are like a video recording. That we could just press a button and we can replay the exact scene like it was a movie. But the mind doesn't work that way. Now, the information is stored exactly as we process it. But when it comes to retrieving that information, remembering or recalling the information, sometimes we may not be able to get the whole information back. We may not be able to remember everything. We can remember some things And some people do have perfect memory where they can recall something verbatim, word for word, especially in their short-term memory, something that just happened. They can go ahead on and instantly recall everything because it's something that just happened. And some people do have long-term memory. I mean, they have an impeccable memory. They remember everything that happened a long time ago. But even those people, sometimes they may have some specific details that they may not quite remember. They may remember generally what happened, but to remember every single minute detail, most people don't remember that way. So that is a fact that we need to understand. So there's a possibility that when you are remembering something, there may be an aspect of what you're remembering That is false. So memory can be distorted, altered, fabricated, or changed by the mind. Right? Now, it's in the mind. But when we're trying to retrieve it, when we're trying to pull that memory out, when we're trying to recall, sometimes something can go wrong. Now, it is something that's natural for us now because... The majority, if not all people, have that problem. When they are trying to retrieve a memory, they can have some distortions. That memory can be altered, fabricated, or changed. Now, that's the facts. Now, people can't always recall or remember memories with perfect accuracy all the time. Now, some people can, but the majority of people cannot. Most of the time, some details can be forgotten or deleted. There's no way we can be absolutely certain there's no error or mistake in our memory because we don't remember. The mind can store information as memory that is false, inaccurate, or distorted. That is the reality. That's what we're going to talk about today. That we do, all of us, do have a degree of false memory. It could be small. It could be a minute distortion. But something about the memory may not be fully accurate. So we have to be aware of that. Now, what is the purpose of me doing this podcast today? The reason why I decided to do this podcast is to bring to my audience's attention, that false memory, it does exist. And we really have to be aware of our memory. Because if we're not, then we could end up relying on our memory for information that may not be 100% accurate. And we're going to talk about how we can 
try to assess if we have an accurate or a false memory. We'll, we're going to talk about that, all right? But right now, let's talk about the different types of memories. We already know that there are real and there's false memories. So let's go ahead on and talk about the differences right now. The different types of memories that we have. We have real, authentic memory. These memories we can recall verbatim. They call these verbatim memories. These are the real life events, emotions, and experience without any type of major distortions or any distortions at all. They may be precise with details that can be verified. So we're talking about real, authentic memory. This is the real deal. This is something that just happened. This is a short-term memory, or it could be a long-term memory. You remember everything, and that information can be verified. That is a real, authentic memory. Now, the next type of memory is partial memory. When memories contain a lot of facts, some details, but some of the memory may be faded or forgotten. The mind will fill in the blank or the missing parts with some minor fabrications. All right? This is partial memory. Maybe you can remember that you went to the park. You remember that you played soccer that day, but you may not remember the clothing you were wearing, the color of your shoes, your hairstyle, those type of information may not be recalled by you. So it's a partial memory. You're not remembering everything, but you're only remembering the general information that really matters. Now we have false memories. Now the false memory is known as the fake memory, the pseudo memory or the artificial memory. This is a memory of something that never happened, but seems real in your mind. The whole memory is a fabrication. Now, some people wonder, how did that happen? We're going to talk about what causes false memories, but we're going to discuss one more type of memory, the distorted memory. This is a memory that includes some real events, but has some elements of exaggeration and fabrication. Some of the facts were replaced with falsehood or imagination. So we have to be able to distinguish the different types of memories. We can't just automatically assume that all memories are the same because they're not. So now when we we have conversations with people, we have to keep in mind, you know, I mean, what type of memory are they recalling? Is it a real, authentic memory? Is it a partial memory? Is it a distorted memory? Or is it a false memory? Right? Is it a false memory? These are the things that we have to keep in mind once we start talking to people. And once we start Remember, remembering our own memories. We have to ask ourselves, am I really dealing with a real memory or is it a false memory? Or is it a distorted memory or is it a partial memory? Now, why is this necessary? It's very important because some people are disturbed or upset by some memories. And they really do believe that these things actually happen. And in reality, they didn't happen. And some people are caught in a certain loop or they're stuck in a certain stage in their lives. They can't move forward because of a memory. They, they just, they can just swear that happened. But in reality, it didn't happen. It's a false memory. So that's the reason why we want to be able to question our memory to find out what's going on. So let's go ahead on and find out what causes false memory. That's something that we really, really need to understand. What's causing false memory? Now, a false memory is an imagined or fabricated event. It's something that never 
happen, right? So sometimes we are exposed to information, information that enters into our memory bank. And the mind gets confused. The mind doesn't know if that information is a product of the imagination or that information is from a TV program. That information is from a movie that you're watching. The information is from a book that you're reading. It's from a music you're listening to. Maybe you went to a lecture. Maybe you actually was watching someone else experience this and it became a memory. Or maybe you witnessed an event or an incident. You probably could have heard somebody's story. Now, the mind sometimes can't distinguish how you got this information. But the information is in your mind. Now, once this information is in your mind, the mind doesn't know if it is something that actually happened to you or is something that happened to someone else. Sometimes that memory gets embedded into your memory and somehow you develop a false memory. Something happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago to somebody else. Somehow you get a false memory that something happened to you. It didn't happen to you. It happened to your little sister. Maybe it happened to your neighbor. Or maybe it happened, you know, to the boy that was in the school. But you don't remember the details. You just remember that that incident happened. And when you're, when you're trying to remember, recall it, now your mind makes it up and say that that happened to you. So that is called an imagined or fabricated event. Yes, it happened to somebody. It happened somewhere, but it wasn't your own personal experience. Again, anytime you get information from any source, the mind doesn't know where you're getting that information from. The information is there in your mind and it can be become part of your memory bank. So when you're recalling information, you will remember that information, but that information will be distorted. That information will be distorted, right? So this is one of the reasons why we have false memories because we're getting information that is stored in the mind and that information is distorted. We don't know where we got it from, but we're remembering it and that information is being distorted. Another cause of false memories is dreams. Some people have dream memories. Sometimes the mind incorporates the memories of the dream state into reality as if it actually happened in the physical world. Some people have a dream that is so vivid, it seems so real that they really don't even know they're sleeping. They really do believe that they are here in this reality experiencing this. Some people could dream that they won the lotto and they're just so happy and so excited. They're dreaming that they're a millionaire or a billionaire. And so the mind can't distinguish that this information was gathered from a dream or it actually happened. Sometimes you wake up from a dream believing or thinking that you actually did something. And you didn't. It was just a dream. It was just part of the dream state. But somehow the mind incorporate that dream into your memory bank. And now 10 years, 20 years, 30 years later, you're thinking, yeah, I think I won the lottery and I lost the money. Or, you know, I gained the prize. So you, you did something, but you don't remember what you did. In actuality, this is a false memory. You didn't do anything. You had a dream about it. You dreamt it. So that is definitely one of the reasons why we have false memory. Sometimes we take our dream. The mind can't separate the dream from the reality. 
Now, the same thing can happen with fantasy. Sometimes people's hidden desires, wish or fantasy seem to merge with stored memory, making the individual believe their memory of the fantasy was actually a reality. You could really like fantasize that you went somewhere. You went to Disney World. You went, you know, to a trip to another country or you had an affair with somebody. That's a fantasy. That is a product of your imagination. But because that fantasy was incorporated into your memory, now it becomes a false memory for you. All of a sudden now, you think that you actually had that experience. You're remembering five years later, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Oh yeah, I remember when I went there. But you never did. And you can't find no evidence at all that you've ever been to that place. So definitely a fantasy can be incorporated into your memory bank. And now you have a distorted memory of going somewhere that you never went. Another cause of false memory is deja vu feeling. A deja vu. Some people have a sense of familiarity with a certain place or person. They feel like they know something or they've had that previous experience. Sometimes these feelings come from a false memory. Deja vu. It's like you feel like you went there. Now, again, it could be from a story that you read. Like I said earlier, imagine information or information that was shared through something. It could have been that you saw a movie about that place. And now you have that memory that, hey, that place seems very familiar. Now, you were introduced to that place, yes, by watching that movie, by reading that book, by hearing about the story about your coworker that visit that place. So all those information were incorporated into your memory bank. And now you have a deja vu and it gives you a false sense of I've experienced this before. Now, there's another explanation for deja vu. Some people say that it is from a past life. So people who believe in reincarnation believe that people are remembering their past lives. And that's the reason why they have these unexplained memories. And those memories seem to be a false memory because it's not something that happened in this lifetime or timeline. Now, for the people who believe in reincarnation, that is definitely a good explanation. That it is a memory of a past life that was not deleted. Because based on reincarnation, before a person is born or reincarnated into the body, before they come back, the soul, before the soul is reincarnated into a body, the memories from the previous life, basically they all are erased. So that's the reason why they don't remember. But for children before the age of seven, sometimes a little later, they still have fragments or residue of those memories. And those memories may seem like they're false memories. Like this is something that the brain is making up. Those things never happen. But in reality, they are memories from previous life. Now, some people believe it and some people don't. It's up to you what you choose to believe. But some people do have a feeling of deja vu, familiarity. This is something that I experienced before. All right. Now, another cause of false memory is that we have misattribution. Sometimes the mind mixed different events or timelines into a singular experience. When you recall the memory, everything is combined into one experience. Example, if you had a memory of the holiday event that happened in 2005, but you're remembering things that happened in the holiday of 2007. So the brain mixed the two events and make it a singular experience. So you're recalling things that happened in 2007 and 2005. Oh yeah, we went to San Francisco. No, you didn't go to San Francisco in 2007. You went there in 2005, but you're recalling it as if it happened happened at another time. All right, it's called misattribution. The mind is mixing up the memories. You get everything confused. In other words, it's a form of confusion. All right, these are some of the causes of 
false memories. Now, another reason, sleep deprivation. If a person is not getting the proper amount of sleep, this can definitely impair their memory and create false memories. Your mind can't function properly if you're not getting the proper amount of sleep. You can't think straight. You can't focus. You can't concentrate. You can't remember. Your mind is foggy. You feel confused when you are sleep deprived. You need to sleep. So your whole body, including your mind, can get reset. And if you are depriving yourself of sleep, you can literally start hallucinating. You can start imagining things and seeing things that are not there. So if you can hallucinate and imagine things that are not there, what's going on with your memory? You can't recall anything. So all your memories get all mixed up and confused and definitely you can have false memories. Right? Now, another reason for false memory is asking leading questions. If you're asking leading questions, that can lead some people to create a false memory. Let me give you an example. If you ask a person a question like this. Now, were they driving a car? Now, this question is leading the person to entertain the possibility of the existence of a car. Now, the person may not remember the whole story. But once you say that person was driving a car or suggesting that person was driving a car, automatically they can get the false memory. That's called a false memory, right? So when you're asking leading questions, a lot of people like to question people. Don't give them the information. Let them tell you what happened. Because if you're telling them, you're describing the event to them, you can get them confused and they can develop false memory. Now, some people have this problem. Like if you want them to, to help you with spelling a word, don't spell it to them. Because once you spell that word to them, you get them confused because now they have the false memory of that word being spelled that way. Some people tell you, no, 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 don't, don't spell it for me. Let me remember it. Because once you tell them, you're leading them to believe, which is a false memory, that this is how this thing is being spelled. All right, let's go ahead on and continue where the false memories are coming from. Misperception. Okay. A false memory can come from a misperception. If a person perceive an event or act the wrong way, their memory will store this misperception and not correct it. If the mind distorted it or altered the perceived event, this memory will be stored as if it was accurate. Right, let me give you an example. If you saw someone walk out the store with an item that wasn't in a bag, you automatically assume that person stole something. That's your perception. You have no facts. That is just your perception. But in reality, that was a misperception. What you saw wasn't what really happened. Yet your memory will include this misperception and you will continue to believe this person was a thief and stole something. 10, 20 years down the line, you will be telling the story of the day where you saw somebody stole something from a store. This is a false memory. This didn't happen that way. You assume because you misperceive what happened. Your mind will store your misperception as if it was a fact. It was the reality. So misperception is definitely a reason why some people have false memory. Misinterpretation. The mind will interpret reality according to how it processed the information that it receives. The mind will include feelings, expectations, or perception. All these things will influence how a person interpret or read the information that's being given to them by the brain. So in other words, if you misinterpret something, you're going to store that memory just the way that you misinterpret it. Your mind's not going to correct it. It's just recording what you misinterpreted. Let's give an example. Someone can approach you to give you something good, but because of your past bad experiences, you have problems trusting strangers. Now you automatically misinterpreted that person's action as an attack. 
Now, when you remember the incident, you will only see it as a perceived bad experience instead of what it really was. So again, your brain, your mind will store that memory the way that you misinterpret it. It's not going to correct the narrative, right? Another cause for false memories is misinformation. Misinformation. Someone can give you misinformation or incorrect information. Memory is created based on these inadequate, inaccurate information. Later, that person will recall these memories as factual. That's what happened. Misinformation. So in other words, if somebody lied to you, somebody told you that the sun was shining, that is a lie. It's misinformation. It's not the correct information. When you remember what happened that day, you're going to remember what the person said. The person gave you misinformation, incorrect information, but you're going to remember what the person said. You're not going to remember what you experienced. Right? So sometimes we take people's opinions, people's personal view or their observation, and we take it as a fact. Okay? This happens all the time in the news. When they're calling someone a terrorist, a terrorist, or they're demonizing a group. They're demonizing a group. When in reality, that was distorted, misleading, or false information. Now, when you recall the memory, you're going to believe whatever the news was telling you, right? They told you something that was not factual, that was misinformation. But when you remember, you're going to remember the misinformation that they gave you. You're not going to remember it as as the reality that it was. You're going to remember what they told you it was, right? So we definitely can get false memory from misinformation. It's very important that we understand that. We have to understand that because a lot of people just recall information and they really do believe that that information is accurate when in reality, the information that was given to them was inaccurate. Right? It's very simple. Now, we have some people who have bias and prejudice. They don't like certain people. They're judging them based on preconceived notion. And that information that was given to them for them to develop this preconceived notion was absolutely false. But in their mind, they really do believe what they were given. Now, a person who's a racist, they can say, well, you know, I I hate, you know, this group of people because of their race. Why? Because they're lazy, because they're stupid, because they're inferior, because they're dumb. But wait a minute. That's false information. That is stereotype. Everyone who's part of that race, definitely, they can't all be like that, which is completely erroneous. It's based on false information. But that person recall a false memory. Someone gave them misinformation. They misinterpreted certain things. They have a misperception. All that affects them. And now that's producing a false memory. They really do believe that memory is accurate. And when it's not, right? Let's go ahead and talk about some more causes of false memory. Now we have planted memory. Some people have planted memory and they don't even know they have planted memory. Now, Someone tell you that something actually happened. They convince you to believe that something happened. Now that is a planted memory. That means that that person is putting that memory in your mind. Something that never happened, but they're telling you that it happened. Now we have this planted memory. We have that in school sometimes. We have that in politics. We have that in religion. A lot of people have planted memories. We have that in families. They plant the memory in your mind. They deliberately, consciously, intentionally put that memory in your mind for a particular reason. In religion, 
They can put that memory in your mind. They tell you that this particular experience happened or you had a particular experience. You never had it. That's a false memory. It's a planted memory. In politics, they can say the government did this or the politician did that or the institutions represent that. And those things never happen. It's a false memory. They planted that memory. Now, planted memory happens all the time in schools. When you go to school, you get planted memories because they're putting things in your mind. They're actually telling you that certain things happened that didn't happen. Now, this can happen a lot in childhood. When people experience childhood trauma. Now, their parents, their siblings, or other people will put false memory in their mind. They'll plant the memory. They'll tell them that they were abused when they weren't. Or they were adopted. They had an accident. Or they had a particular illness. And they didn't. So, these are called planted memories. Now, people's mind will create a false memory to sustain this fabrication if they are exposed repeatedly to this lie. Now, if you're telling a child that, hey, you were adopted, and that's a lie. That child wasn't adopted. That's what you call a planted memory. Now, that child's mind will create a whole story to sustain this lie. Oh, yeah, I was adopted. Yeah, I remember I was adopted. Yeah, I remember but they don't remember. That's a false memory. They were never adopted. Now let's have the reverse. A child that was adopted and the, they planted the memory that, that they are their parents' biological child. Nobody ever told that child they were adopted. So now that child creates a false memory around the fact that they are their parents' biological child. And they're not. Sometimes they will fabricate a childhood, how the mom experienced a pregnancy and, you know, how the father, you know, interacted when the mother was giving birth. All those things are lies until one day that child finds out that they were adopted. And now they're shattered by the false memories because, you know, I mean, they never were given birth to by these people. That's a lie. All right. Now, sometimes doctors can put planted memories because they're telling somebody that they were diagnosed with a disease. In reality, they don't have that disease. You know, we call that misdiagnosed. But if somebody's been misdiagnosed, they've been given a planted memory. Hey, you have this disease. In reality, you don't. All right. So just because you recall something doesn't mean that it's accurate. It could be a planted memory. Now, indoctrinated memory, creating a false memory through repeated exposure to propaganda, doctrine, or false information. After someone go through a traumatic event, they are vulnerable to being indoctrinated, especially when they're sleep deprived. They're afraid. They're scared. They're nervous. Those are the things that happen. Now, some people, if they go through a hypnosis a therapist or a counselor, sometimes, you know, they're put under hypnosis and they have guided imagery. And that guided imagery can definitely instruct the patient to recall or remember an alleged suppressed memory. The suggestions, instructions, or information given by this therapist or hypnosis or counselor can create a false memory. This is called memory reconstruction. And sometimes they are given certain hypnotic drugs or medication to facilitate this, facilitate the guided imagery. And that definitely can cause a false memory, right? That can definitely cause a false memory. Now, unfortunately, especially in the 1990s, there was a phenomenon of people, you know, getting false memories. Now, this was called false memory syndrome. False memory syndrome. There were a lot of people in the 1990s going to hypnosis or therapists and counselors, and they were supposedly trying to help them remember or recall suppressed memory. And the majority of the time, those suppressed memories were that of past sexual abuse. 
right? So they coined this syndrome called false memory syndrome. People who allegedly recovered false memory of childhood traumatic experiences are diagnosed with false memory syndrome. These individuals strongly believe these incidents occur, but there's no evidence or facts to prove them. All right? So false memory syndrome. We have a lot of people in the 1990s in the United States, they were being diagnosed with that. Now, some of these individuals are said to suffer from repressed memories that were caused by trauma-induced amnesia. Repressed memories, that means it's trauma-induced amnesia. Now, it is believed these recovered memories are based on distortion, misinterpreted memories, or fabrications, not actual experiences. Usually, the recovered memories were dealing with sexual abuse or incest. Now, these individuals are not lying or they're trying to deceive nobody, they actually or literally believe they experienced these sexually traumatic events. But the only problem is they had no concrete evidence or proof that could substantiate or validate these memories. And that's the reason why they call it the false memory syndrome, because they assume these people were lying or they believe hypnotic suggestions. Right now, there's a big controversy that surrounded that because some abusers or child molesters they like to use this this false memory syndrome as an excuse to cover up their abuse because they want to just make it seem as if these victims are just having a false memory that people shouldn't take them seriously because they have no proof. Now, some of these people who recall these suppressed memories, they were actually victims of incest or sexual abuse or in other types of traumatic events, even though they couldn't prove it. And others were able to prove it because they had other information or other witnesses to support or collaborate their stories. Right? Now, again, some of these individuals suffered from false memory syndrome, but there were others who were real victims of sexual abuse and assault. They recovered authentic memories of trauma that happened. This is something that really, really happened, right? So we're going to talk about who are these people who are more vulnerable to getting false memories because obviously some of us can get false memory anybody can get false memory but some people are more vulnerable some people are more prone to getting false memories than others now who are these people let's recognize let's acknowledge these people not we're not trying to demonize them or call them out or target them we're just saying who are these people who are more vulnerable to getting false memories even though Anybody, anybody, any one of us can get a false memory at any time. Again, it all depends. You know, we can get partial false memory. Or we can get distorted memory. But some of us just have complete false memories. Now, who are these people? The first group is trauma. Anybody who's experienced any type of trauma... They're more susceptible. They're more vulnerable to experiencing false memory. Right? People who are victims of any type of traumatic experience, they are definitely more vulnerable to develop false memories. Victims of violent crimes, accidents, victims of domestic violence, victims of sexual assault or incest, victim of human trafficking or enslavement, Prisoners of war, victim of any type of oppression, racism, sexism, ageism, classism. Victims of poverty. Definitely poverty will cause a series of traumatic events. People who suffer from anxiety, stress, they will definitely most likely develop false memory. Now, once they did some scientific research... It was proven that traumatic events are not forgotten easily 
and they are stored in the mind. That's something that most people can agree that, you know, it's kind of hard to remember good things, but you will never forget the bad things. I mean, it seemed like it's, it's a universal phenomenon. The majority of people will remember when something bad happened. I guess the trauma was so shocking and it was so disturbing, upsetting. It was such a strong impression on the mind that the mind is shocked and the mind hasn't gotten over it yet. So I guess they keep the memory alive. It keeps the memory alive so the person can deal with the trauma. Because if it stores that trauma and the person doesn't remember, then it can cause some problems on the subconscious level. That's just definitely one explanation why we just seem to remember bad things that happen to us, traumatic events. Okay, now who are the other people who are more prone or vulnerable to getting false memories? People who suffer from diagnosed mental health disorders, especially people with OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Right? These people are more vulnerable to suffering from false memory. If they've been diagnosed as a psychopath, you know, these people who have psychotic episodes like schizophrenics and people who suffer from bipolar, people who are drug and alcohol addicts, you know, they're under the influence of some type of medication. Sometimes it's not illegal drugs. It could be legal mental prescriptions, drugs for mental problems. These people are more likely to experience false memory. The elderly population, as we know, as we age, it depends on where you live. It depends on your culture and your lifestyle and your health. Some elderly people, as they age, they suffer from some type of amnesia. Because they suffer amnesia, this increases their risk of having false memories, right? Now, some people think this is a natural part of the aging process, that people will just lose their memory, especially their long-term memory. But that may not be so, because there are people in certain indigenous cultures, you know, they're 80, 90 years old, and they remember everything, or they remember the majority of the things. And there are people who are young, and they forget, and they have amnesia, and they have false memories. So it's not necessarily the aging process, but it is the culture, the lifestyle, the state of health, the level of fitness. There's a lot of contributing factors, right? Now, people who had brain injuries, <clears throat> They had head injuries in particular. Sometimes, you know, they may be more prone to having amnesia, which also can lead to false memories. People who are chronic liars, pathological liars, they tell so many lies, they confuse their own self and they start to believe it. So these people, they're more likely to have false memories because they lie all the time. They can't even keep up with their own lies. And then you have people who are very creative. They have an overactive imagination. These people have the ability to create things in their mind. They're they're using their imagination all the time. So they can add to the memory. They can add emotions. They can add other details or, or scenarios. So this is something that happens. Now, these are the people, some of the people, who are more likely to suffer from false memory. Again, traumatic memories. Let's revisit that. This is very important. Traumatic memories. They can come to the mind as intrusive thoughts that are replayed repeatedly in the mind throughout the victim's lifetime. So this can be an indication that the person may be having a real memory instead of a false memory because they remember everything. Now, again, it could be. It could be an indication It's not necessarily an indication. We have to distinguish that, all right? Now, repressed memories of the traumatic event that can be triggered or recalled by therapy or hypnosis, all right? So if a person is suffering from a traumatic memory, that repressed memory of the traumatic event can be triggered or recalled if they go to a hypnosis or they go to a therapist that's using some type of hypnotic trance. Now, recovered memories of a traumatic event that was suppressed or repressed during childhood or early, earlier times can be recalled or remembered. Okay, these are traumatic memories. These are just characteristics of traumatic memories, right? They can 
they can come to the mind as intrusive thoughts. It doesn't mean that it's a real memory. Just because you're having intrusive thoughts, thoughts that are uncontrollable, they just come into your mind involuntarily. You're not choosing to think of these things. They're just coming. All right. It doesn't mean that it's something that actually happened in reality. Okay. These things can also be false memories. Repressed memories of a traumatic event. I'm repeating it. It doesn't mean that it is real. It can be a false memory. Recovered memories of a traumatic event. It doesn't mean that it's real. It could be a false memory that was repressed and you're remembering a false memory. That's all that is saying. Now, let's talk about the consequences of having a false memory. This is the important part that I want everybody to pay attention to. Now, what happens when you have false memory? It's not something that you just want to know just to be knowing. Now, you have to have that information as a valuable resource to be able to help yourself. If you ever find yourself in that situation where you think that you're having a false memory. Now, you have to understand there are consequences to everything. Now, if false memories are good, you know, sometimes we, you know, we won't really be thinking about it. But a lot of time, a lot of the false memories have bad consequences. And that's the reason why we need to pay attention because we don't want to deal with these negative consequences. Now, false memories create false reality. Now, realities created from false memories can lead some people to make some bad choices or decisions. Now, if the false memory is bad, then this can lead some people to experience guilt, shame, anxiety, stress-related disorders, anger, rage, fear, or phobias, right? Now, all these negative things, negative experiences can come from having a bad false memory. And why do you have to suffer all of these things when the memory is not even based on any truth or reality. So if you're having a memory that's bothering you, you need to check it to make sure that it's not a false memory. Because if you have a false memory, it's going to create a false reality. And that false reality is going to create a lot of negative emotions. Now, stress-related disorder is important because you can do some serious damage to your immune system because you stress out all the time. Physically, you could be sick. You can have all type of stomach problems and digestive problems, sleep disorders, fatigue, chronic fatigue, eating disorders. You can have all kinds of problems, right? Now, continuing, another consequence of having false memory is that information, that false information can damage your relationship. It can damage your relationship with your family members, your mother, your father, your siblings. It can cause separation of families or divorce between married couples because they're having false information. Now, if you have this false information that your mate cheated on you, they lied to you or they abused you or hurt you. If this is a false memory, of course, it's going to create a lot of division, confusion, and a lot of problems. And you want to make sure that that memory is not a false memory. You're not misinterpreting anything. You're not distorting anything, right? It can lead to mistrust and a feeling of betrayal. Some people actually believe they did something when they didn't do it. That person can, they could have implanted a memory in your mind. Remember now, remember I said the implanted Someone can put that memory. Abusers are notorious for doing that. They tell their victims, oh, you did this. You did that. And after a while, after being bombarded with this lie for months, weeks, or years, some victims actually believe that they did something wrong. In reality, they didn't. Okay? Now, false memory can lead to the loss of property, your job. All right? It can... It can It can make you lose a sense of security. You feel unsafe. You feel vulnerable because you're going based on a false information, something that never happened. All right. Now, false recollection. Okay. People remembering things that didn't happen can be very serious when we're dealing with the criminal justice system. 
This happens all the time. We have people who claim to be police witness. They claim that they witness a crime. In reality, they have false memory. Now, if they have false memory, which is false recollection, they're going to give a false testimony. A false testimony is going to lead to a false conviction or a false testimony. Now, someone could end up in jail or in prison because of a false memory. Someone could lose their whole livelihood. Someone could lose everything they work hard for based on a false memory. This happens all the time. There are a lot of people who were in prison and DNA evidence were able to reveal that they were innocent, that they were not at the scene of the crime. And these false witnesses, because of their false memories, Recall that this individual was there. Oh yeah, they identified the person. Oh yeah, that's the person that committed that crime. That's the person who did this. That's the person who did that. In reality, it's false memory. It's very important that we don't believe everything everyone says. And this is a problem. Automatically, we just give people the benefit of the doubt that they're telling us the truth. Because they're emotional. Because they're passionate. Because they seem convinced that, hey, yes, this happened. But we really have to think about this. I'm emphasizing on this because you have a lot of people who are incarcerated for 20 or 30 years and they had to wait until DNA technology was advanced enough to reveal the truth. A lot of men, particularly black men, were charged with rape. And it could have been a false memory because once they got the evidence... Obviously, it proved that they weren't the rapists. They weren't the murder. They're not the ones who committed that crime. So yes, this is a serious problem when it comes to false allegations. A person is accusing somebody of something based on false memory. And this is something that happens too often. Another consequence of false memory is lawsuits and financial judgment. Some people end up taking people to court filing civil suits against them if it's not a criminal case and then they get a judgment based on false memory okay accidentally killing somebody all right now this can be the 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 consequence of false memory someone gets upset and they go have a confrontation with somebody because of this false memory and they can accidentally kill that person this is serious Right now, a parent can have a false memory and believe that they left a child at home and they actually, in reality, left the child in a hot car. Now, this is a real case scenario. This these incidents actually happen. All right. Now, defamation of character. You can ruin somebody's reputation because of your false memory. Someone can lose everything because you're lying on them. You don't think you're lying because you actually believe in in that false memory. You actually believe your false memory is a real memory. Mistaken identity, accusing the wrong person of something. False memory. It's not just in a criminal case. It could be any, any, any type of incident. Someone could say you did something at the job and you didn't and you lose your job. Someone can have your children removed from, you know, your custody because of a false memory. They're accusing you of something that you didn't do to your children. You neglected them. You abused them and you didn't. It's false memory. Someone could literally destroy somebody's life, right? Now, how to recognize, let's move on. How to recognize a false memory. Now, again, it's very difficult to distinguish a false memory from a real memory. Now, recently they've had some, some breakthrough in which they can see in the brain, the brain is reacting a certain way when a person is recalling something that actually happened. All right. But it's still speculation to a degree. They can't use that in court to say, Hey, this is proof that this is a real memory. All right. The only way that really we could find out if it's a real memory or a false memory is collaboration. Okay, you have people who are able to 
be a witness. A person could say, yes, I was there and this happened. And another person say, I was there, this happened. So you have all these people collaborating, validating your story, supporting that reality. Yeah, this, that happened. That's the only way. Or you have evidence. You have videotapes of this is happening. You know, you have some people wrote in their diary that something happened. Again, it could have been a false memory. But if you have 20 people writing their diary that this happened, obviously something happened, right? So let's find out how you recognize a false memory. Memories that are questionable or don't make sense to you. If you're having a memory that don't make sense, it could be a false memory. Memories that are out of place. They're weird. They're bizarre or strange. All right. Something that you would not normally do. Something that's against your moral code, against your value, against your personal belief. That memory doesn't make sense. So you may recognize that this may be a false memory. Memories that cannot be confirmed. They can't be proven or supported with any evidence. It's impossible to find anybody to collaborate your story. So that may be an indication that this is a false memory. Memories that come on suddenly without no explanation. You don't know where this memory came from. It's like, what? I went to Mexico, but I've never been to Mexico. And your mind is telling, yeah, you've been to No, I've never been. Here you are having a dialogue with yourself. Now, you know that that is very suspicious, right? That's an indication that that may be a false memory. Maybe you had a dream you went to Mexico. And now you believe you went to Mexico, or maybe you saw a movie about someone going to Mexico, but you, in this physical reality, never went to Mexico. So now you know it could be a false memory. Memories could be real, or they could be false. But real or true memories have more perceptual details. That's what they say. These memories are usually more specific instead of generalized. You have more visual details. You can actually see vivid details. Now, again, that doesn't mean that it can't be false because some people do have an overactive imagination and their false memory can be very vivid and very detailed as well. So it's kind of very confusing. Okay. Again, but you have to be able to see if you can confirm it, prove it, or support it with evidence. That is the only way you're going to be able to tell that this memory is a false in some cases. False memories may come on as a feeling that is strong. It's more an assumption or guess, not a fact. Okay, some people have that false memory. It's, they don't have visuals. They don't see nothing, but they just feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, something happened. I feel like something took place, but I don't know if it's real. If you're saying that to yourself nine times out of 10, it may be a false memory because you're obviously not sure. You're not certain. You're confused about it, right? Now, recognizing the source of the memory, where did it come from? Did this memory come from something that you experienced? This false memory from an activity, from a situation? Like I said earlier, did you watch a documentary? It's the same thing with dreams. Like before you go to sleep, if you're watching a scary movie, obviously you're more likely to dream about it if you if you watched it before you went to sleep. The same thing with false memory. You can have a false memory after you have an experience. Like, you know, you went to the movies, you saw something. You know, something triggered you to have that false memory. You have to find out what is the source, right? You have to see if it's not connected to other memories. If your memory is not connected to any other memory, it just stands out by itself. There's a possibility it could be a false memory. If a memory is not in alignment with your current lifestyle, again, it's not in alignment with who you are, with your practices, with your belief. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't make sense. Then most likely it can be a false memory. All right. So hopefully, you know, you all get, got a better understanding of what a false memory is. And it's important to question everything. Now, you don't need to question your memory if you just don't have that type of experience. If you are not prone to having false memories, you don't have to go questioning yourself. You have the confidence that, hey, my memory is good. I know what's going on, all right? But if you feel suspicious of a memory, it's good to investigate it, to find out if it is based on truth 
is if it's facts or it's a fabricated lie, right? Especially when you deal with other people, please assess other people's comments and statements to see if there's elements of truth because sometimes it might be a false memory. Thank you. Thank you.